Uh, Patrick, obviously we delayed the podcast this week because inauguration day yesterday. Yes. So you said to me, oh, you must be so excited. (laughs) Always a great day in America, right? Transition of power. You know what? It is. It is, right? Isn't it? It was a show of our democracy, right? And it took some craziness and unfortunate, tragic incidents to get there. But at least on the day, it was peaceful. Um, obviously it took a lot of security, a lot of hard work, uh, but there's, there was no incidents, um, that I know of. And, uh, you know what it's when you see three former presidents there who all, um, you know, later in the day, they taped a little, um, you know, congratulatory message and some advice for president Biden, um, you know, I know it may sound corny, but those those things make me feel good, you know, regardless of, you know, your politics. And what's interesting, though, and you're probably not going to believe this, but those three. So Obama, Clinton and Bush, I voted for all three. Uh, Shocking. How crazy is that? did you vote for Obama the second time? Who did Obama? No, did he run first again? time? Right, because the second time. time he ran against Smith Romney, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That I was voted. Close. I voted for Obama the first time against McCain. The second time, uh, I voted for Romney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Yeah. And I and Romney then um, I actually think the first president I was able to vote for was in 1992. I just missed the 88 election. So okay. 92, which was, was, um, was, was Clinton. So anyway, uh, but no great day. Um, uh, you know, before we really get into it, shout out to our staff at Fox five. I mean, 19 hours I saw of live you. local coverage. That's so and, and, and I say that because relying on no network, all done with Fox Five staff. I mean, from 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 the reporters to the photographers to the assignment desk to the planners, technicians, master control, TOC. I mean, during a pandemic, during the security issues, um, and I'll tell you, you know, I mean, I'm a little biased, obviously, but our screen looked just amazing. I mean, triple boxes had everything, and we got very a uh, lot of kudos because I believe we were one of the only networks or stations. Our anchors were quiet during the uh, the laying of the wreath, which um, one of my one of my, my one of my friends who I was texting with, uh, you know, he he served and he was like, they got to be quiet, they just have to be quiet. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they will. And you're right. So anyway, I, I just say that because we actually got a couple of tweets on it. Yeah, like some, you did. And some, I was some other Some other networks were like talking over the, the laying of the wreath. I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? I agree with you. I was flabbergasted that people were saying you guys were the only, I mean, it was great for our network, but I was like, are you kidding? These other networks talk through the whole thing. So anyway, kudos to them and, and the entire staff. Um, so- just great job yesterday. It was a good day. Uh, you know what? I, I'll say this. It Put policy aside for one second. I, I do believe it was like everyone could take a deep breath now. 
And I also had someone say to me, and I didn't think of it, but good for Twitter. And again, we could get into the debate of antitrust and tech and regulation and all that stuff down the road because it does concern me to, to a certain extent. But could you imagine what the last three days would have been or four days leading up to it and on the day if Trump was able to continuously tweet? It no. just would have been – it would have been like – Terrible. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, listen, again, politics aside, policy aside, um, it's a good day. And then we'll see where it goes. And now I now I just hope that, you know, you know, the media uh, and the journalists that cover politics, the White House policies, you know, I hope they transition from, you know, being euphoric that Trump's out to, you know, doing their job. Doing their job. What are the policies? Why are we doing them? You know, and 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 with with the same, you know, with the same vigor that they did for the previous administration, right? So, uh, I because I think that's important. You know, I think you know, it, it's it's critical that we do have a, a free press, but a press that holds those in power accountable. And um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But really, really nice day. And obviously history with Kamala, um, you know. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. For women, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was. It really is. I mean, you don't, you know, you know, as a white mid 50 year old man, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, but it, it's powerful, right? It, it It's it's what that message sends to hundreds and hundreds of millions of, of people not only in the United States, but around the world, obviously, you know, the world has been actually, some countries have been more, in essence, progressive than we have in terms of election sure. women, leadership roles and, and presidents and, and so forth. But um, anyway, really, really good to see that. And, um, you know, I sound corny right now, but it was a good day. I mean, it really was. I mean, it, it, it was, it was, it was, you know, I think he's, it's interesting. He's run three times. Third time was a charm. I think he was, and a lot of people have said this, so this isn't anything like he's the right man at the right time. Yes. Like, you know, it. if he didn't run, who knows what would have happened. You know, he's a nice guy. Yep. He, he's liked on both sides of the aisle. Yep. And, you know, you know, I, you hope, I hope he stays, I hope he stays healthy and, 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 and can govern from, from the middle and um, and and try to you know listen get through the pandemic, you know listen we're having a mess you know we've said this before there there was no national plan to address COVID there was no national plan to distribute the vaccines you know I don't care the vaccines got done in warp speed great but you know what not only has the national plan well there wasn't a plan failed mm-hmm. but the, these states are just. They're making it too hard, too confusing, you know, zip codes. And uh, I mean, D.C. just came out today and said that most likely starting in February, anyone with a BMI over 25 and a smoker is going to be able to get it. I mean, like, isn't that like 95? No. You know what's driving me crazy is there's too many criteria, too many tiers, too many, you know, just do it by age. Frontline workers, hospitals, nurses, cops, fire, nursing homes. Once they're done, 
90 plus, 80 plus, 70 plus. Why are we making this so complicated? I don't understand it. I really don't. Well, you see states like New Jersey as well, right? Prioritizing smokers or or debating it. I'm going to start smoking tomorrow. I know. Uh, Isn't that amazing? And And, And yet you have states that, you know, and again, we've criticized Florida and other, you know, so-called red states for the way they've opened up early and done some dumb things. But I could tell you, Florida, North Carolina, they're getting the vaccine out to people. You know, those states, you know, I believe Florida's in the 60 plus and so is North Carolina already. Maryland and the county I live in, they're not even administering it to 75 plus yet. They haven't even finished the nursing homes yet. Patrick, what's it, what do you think the, do you think there's any uptick in outrage in Montgomery County? You know, because we talk about this every week, obviously the schools were a big thing. Do you think people are getting angrier? I, 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 you know what? I, I am very frustrated. I live in the County. I pay taxes in the County. I just don't get the County. I don't. Restaurants are still closed. The, the positivity rates haven't moved. If anything, they've gone up. Um, they're not getting the vaccine out. Uh, it, it just, you know, this shows that leaders, you know, we don't always we don't always elect the people who can lead through crisis. Right. We elect people who are at the right place at the right time, who may have the money, who, you know. Right message at the right time. Right who message. Who running against. running against the right person. Friends of, you know, p- powerful people, uh, you know. If this pandemic teaches us anything, it should be we need to elect people who actually have experience to lead through a crisis and, you know, stop playing politics, get the vaccine out, just get it out. And and frankly, what's your plan to help these businesses? What what? I'm rambling here, but it's just one thing after another. And and listen, I, I pick on Montgomery County because I live there, but Prince George's County is no better. Carol also Brooks, who's the county exec, she admitted this week that they've been slow to roll it out. What do you like? What are you doing? Like, what else are you doing? Like, get it out. I, I mean, I think you bring up. I, and I just to me, it seems like people are not putting enough pressure on their elected official. They just aren't, you know, because these uh, they continue to do this week after week. We discuss it and on then, the show. And then you see like the 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 health I forget his title, Travis Gales, who nice guy, I'm sure, but he's getting it because he's and and the, and the and the and the comment was the vaccinators getting vaccinated. How many people has Travis Gales actually vaccinated? Like stop. You know, he's a healthy young guy. How about you, like, at this point, we know people want the vaccine, so stop with this. Oh, we got to have, you know, people in, in powerful or, or leadership roles get it to, to make the, make the uh, people feel comfortable that they'll get it. That's a, that's a bunch of crap at this point, right? <laughs> Just get it out. <laughs> and listen, I get they I, can yeah. only distribute the supply. So it's an entire national plan. Distributed to the states, distributed to the counties. Again, I am not making this sound. It's not easy, but but you, we know that many states have stockpile. Not stockpile might be the wrong word, but they have. States are a lot of vaccine. They have have cars rolling up. I mean, the fact that in D.C. you have to register for an appointment. Literally, I I signed up for the text alerts from D.C. and Maryland. 
just to see how it is. You get the alert from DC. Oh, we have 2,200 appointments you can make now. Three minutes later. Oh, they're all filled. Sorry. We'll, we'll be back to you. That's, I mean, these are seniors. These are all like. Yeah, right. Who probably hardly can even get online. You know, right. I can't navigate the sites. The sites in DC have been going down. Uh, it's just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> You know, you got to understand when, when, when you're trying to vaccinate 65, 70, 75, 80 year olds, you know what they understand? I'm 82. It's my time. <laughs> yeah. I'm 74. It's my time. Right. <laughs> nah, am I a smoker? Is my BMI 25 plus? Am, you know, even if I work in an office that does invoicing for a hospital, am I considered a healthcare worker or, you know, like, stop. Yeah, it's um, okay. I want to ask anyway, you this though about enough, enough of my rant on that. Well, just two things really quick. Did yep. you see? And I, I think to me, this just goes. Although you were very complimentary to Mayor Bowser this week in yeah. regards to security, but now did you see where DC is going to reopen indoor dining to twenty five percent? I yeah. mean, it's like uh, three weeks ago we just shut it down. Why the hell did we shut it down? And now they're reopen. It's just listen. I've said this uh, before. The, the decisions around the pandemic have been arbitrary in nature from the beginning, okay? They weren't based in science, even though we were told they were based in science. They were based in, we don't know what to do, so we have to do something. And yes, there, there were studies, and there are studies, that indicate indoor dining without a mask, when the restaurant is full and people are walking around, absolutely increases the risk, no doubt about it. So therefore, restaurants should not be open at 100%. They should not be open at 75%. Now the debate begins, 50, 25, what's the right number? If a restaurant's being safe and following the protocols, I believe they can be open. Then people could choose if they want to go or not go. But the fact that you're shutting down restaurants from making a living, hundreds of thousands of restaurants are going out of business in this country. And it's it's already a tough business. Yeah. So the question is, and then you started to see like Andrew Cuomo in, in New York. You started to see um, uh, Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago all saying the same thing. And now Mayor Bowser, obviously, we have to have something to come back to. At some point, you have to say, what's the risk? Risk. I don't want to say reward because there's no rewards in this situation. At 25 percent. Are you really saving anybody? Is your positivity rate going to go up anymore? If the answer is it only goes up from 8.2 to 8.3, then open the damn restaurant inside. If if the positivity rate was go from 8 to 15 or 12, well, then you're saving lives and close the indoor dining. But the problem is they don't have that data. Right. They're making it, they're just making an arbitrary decision. And then I say, how could one county be at 50, and then the county down the block be at zero. Like, what are we doing? And I listen, I, I tweeted this week. I think our region, in particular, Prince George's County, D.C., in terms of the schools and the indoor, Montgomery County, and then the, some of the school systems in Virginia, have just failed, failed miserably. They failed our students. I mean, you have teachers who are getting the vaccine yet still saying they don't want to go in. That's yeah. another excuse. Well, I got a grandparent at home. I got a mom at home. I got, listen, either they want to go back or not. At some point, if they're vaccinated and they don't want to go back, they lose their jobs. That's it. 
Sorry. Hey. Like, enough. <laughs> like, enough. You're either essential or you're not. Run for like, the teacher's like, union head. I mean, listen, <laughs> we got grocery people working. We got truck drivers driving. We got people uh, yes. in Costco working. We got people in retail stores Target, working. Target, you know. We have nurses working. We have fire working. I have reporters in the field, photographers in the field. Enough with their excuses. Yeah. Get to work. Simple. Like, I'm, I'm tired of it. I really, it's like, you know, every time there's another excuse. I mean, Connecticut's back. New York City's back. Schools in Chicago, New Jersey. I saw a post from New Jersey yesterday. Kids going to school on, you know, with a little snow on the ground, walking to school. What is our region doing? We can't get the vaccine out. We got indoor dining clothes for the most part, and schools, to, kids aren't in school. Well, How, like, we talked about it last week, I think, or the week before, about the teacher. It, it is the teachers' union. The Washington Post did that big expose. I don't even know, like, listen, New York City has very, very very powerful teachers units and they're back. So does Chicago. So does New Jersey. Well, in so our does area. Well, yeah. Well, well it's obviously the leaders. In, okay. See, here's the thing. The leaders have acquiesced to them. The unions can say all they want. We're not going to do it. But you know what? At some point you got to take a stand, get back to work or you're going to have to take leave or you're going to be fired like the air traffic controllers. Right. I, I, and again, I'm not equating the two necessarily, but it, it's extremely frustrating to me. There seems to always be an excuse why they can't go back. So Montgomery County now said at least out to March 15th, just kill the year. Like you're going to go back. What are you going to go back April 1st for two months? Why would you do that? So that's the thing now. So you're going to have students, you know, K through 12 who have missed an entire year and three months of in-person learning even at a hybrid level, no socialization, no sports, no interaction, no just learning outside the classroom, inside the school. And listen, I'm, I have parents who say, oh, we're safe. I like them home. Well, okay. But at some point, like you're doing your kid harm. I'm sorry. You are. The, the, there was a study that University of North Carolina and Duke did a study over, I believe it was 100,000 students and teachers. The positivity rate coming out of a school back to an adult, it was under 0.1%. Like it was, it, it, it was negligible. Yeah. So what, what are we doing here? Like get- I mean, it's interesting too, in California, they're now saying they actually think that the closure of restaurants has actually driven yeah. up. Well, that, that's what the mayor of Chicago said, because yeah. people want to go out. They want to socialize. Listen, Americans so are selfish yeah. to begin with, right? So they want to get out of their house. So if, 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 if me and my wife or, you know, people who live in my home can go down and at least sit in a restaurant and, and grab a bite and go home, we feel like we did something. Otherwise, you know what people are doing? They're inviting the neighbors over and having six, eight people in their home. And well, did you see that? Governor Hogan said this months ago that their data showed that by far the highest rate of transmission took place in home gatherings. We see it all the time. I'm I'm a big fan of Larry Hogan, but I think he. I, where he's failed, in my opinion, he abdicated the power back to the counties. He should be making decisions on a state level. He should have taken the power back from the county executives, which he could do. And I'm sorry, he's 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 allowed he's allowed these counties to just, which impacts his state, 
impacts the state citizens and uh, you know, so uh, yeah yeah we saw it in well you know just a story in pennsylvania of a family that got together 35 of them over christmas the mom had a cough thought she just had bronchitis turns out she had covid infects the husband 18 family members essentially with yeah. covid all had gathered the husband's in the hospital they're doing a gofundme uh, you know yeah i, I want to go back to politics though for a second because yes. um I want to know your thoughts yeah, on we Trump. Didn't, we didn't really talk about the entire day itself. Well, yeah, right. And I want to know how you feel about the Trump pardons that came out. Also, Trump says, you know, we haven't heard the last of him. So I'm curious what you think. You know, it seems like obviously lawsuits are going to start against him on a state level. Um, what are your predictions? I mean, and, and how did you feel about, you know, obviously they didn't go, you know, uh, meaning President Trump and Melania Trump did not go to the swearing in of Joe Biden. Apparently, President Trump left a note for Biden. Um, so what do you what do you think? And I mean, overall, right, Biden's thing is unity. Now, yesterday, I mean, even just putting out some, I thought, probably so in here, the middle. Here's what I think. I, I, so I, you know, I've said this before. I think Trump proved his naysayers correct, the way he acted over, I mean, obviously the way he acted at times over the last four years, but certainly in the last three months right it, it 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 hit a level that it had not hit before in my opinion with the election false election narrative the rhetoric uh, the attacking the georgia folks the um you know just the way he handled the transition or lack of on on their side not going to the event yesterday which it was probably best in the end, right? Based on everything that occurred. So with contentious. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I think Pence is Pence seems like a gentleman. Listen, he could have stand up to Trump more. He certainly could have, I think, been more vocal. But in the end, I think most people think Pence is a decent human being. So it was good to see him there. Uh, I, I I think we've heard. Listen, we certainly haven't heard the last one, but I think in terms of anything meaningful, we've heard the last of him. I and does that mean in three and a half years he can't get the nomination at seventy-eight years old with the amount of you know followers he has? He he probably could, but he'll get crushed in the general. Well, uh, or if they impeach, right? If they actually, you know, yeah, I don't think don't that's think... going to happen. I, I don't. I don't think you're going to get 67 senators to say they're going to impeach a president who's no longer a president. I just don't. I don't see it happening. I, I think that some encouraging signs on the political front are it looks like McConnell and Schumer are working out a power uh, arrangement agreement for the Senate committees and the leadership roles in the Senate. So what that means is because the Senate's 50-50 um, and Kamala Harris, the vice president, will be the deciding vote, the, the tiebreaker, the Dems get, con in essence, they have control of the Senate. So Schumer will be the majority leader, but because it's 50-50, uh, historically, and I think the last time it happened was George W. Bush's first two years, Okay, they split committees so uh, the dems will lead some committees the uh senators uh the republican senators will lead some other committees but the dems will set the agenda they'll set the legislative agenda in terms of what can come to the floor and all that stuff so the dems are in control but it's it's a good 
if Schumer hadn't done that, it would have been really a tough go to get anything done. So that's a good sign that you may you may see that. Uh, and then we'll see where he, you know we'll see where Biden goes on policy. Um, I listen, you know, back to the day itself. You know, I love Gaga. It was fantastic. J Lo was great. Garth was great. Um, <laughs> you know, the fire. He's running around hugging people and. <laughs> Gaga's outfit was stunningly interesting. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> typical Gaga, right? I mean, Michelle Obama looked like like the multimillionaires they are now, right? I mean, she was <laughs> dressed. She was dressed to the nine. I mean, <laughs> the you know. multimillionaires that they are now. Well, yeah, she did. Good. I mean, she looked she looked great. Um, I mean, listen, I you know, it's I really enjoyed. You know, the celebration of America, you know, last night, I, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed when George W., Bill Clinton and Obama, I've said this before, were chatting it, that there's something about that that's American, right? Yeah, right. You can like, disagree. To, see, but- to see three former presidents. And, you know, frankly, if Trump was, a, was somewhat normal, he probably would have been there also. Maybe, maybe not. Um having just lost, even if he was, you know, even if it was a normal loss. Uh, but it's good to see. I, I just, you know, it, it really is. That, yeah. That, that, that's, and again, sounds corny, but that's, I, that's what we're about. We, we are. I mean, Hey, I hope, but Joe I will say, I it. will say this, you know, if you go back four years on January 20th, there was a lot of protests, a lot of angry people, Oh, people were like beside themselves in tears. A lot of violence. So, and I think people forget that again. That wasn't directed from Hillary or the Democrats. That was, you know, organic people just truly upset and couldn't believe that they lost the election and Trump was going to be president. But let's not forget, there was a lot of dissent when Trump won. Hey, remember a Trump could lot. get people to play his inauguration. Remember, right. I mean, they were they were call they were so, trying to get people. So people were backing people, out. People have short memories, but yeah. um, you know, th- th- this this nonpartisanship or this 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 rancor in 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 politics, it obviously hit an unbelievable level with Trump. And and frankly, rightly so, based on how he acted. But this has been going on for a long time. So, you know, we've always pointed to the events and said maybe this is the turning point. Maybe this is the turning point. Like on you know on on, on gun reform, you know, with Sandy Hook, and then it was the Vegas shooting, and then it was you know, um, I can't remember. You know, there's been unfortunately so many that you, the, and it was always going to be the turning point, and never it was. Maybe the Capitol riots were the turning point, right? You know, but turning point well, to what? To what? More back to, to civil the, politics or what? C- civil politics, getting policy done, disagreeing but not hating each other, uh, not you know just partisanship for the sake of it. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, maybe the fact that the politicians, those that have to legislate, were the ones who were attacked. Maybe that changes the entire thought process on this. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I hope it didn't take that. It's unfortunate that maybe it took that. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, listen, anytime you have what happened yesterday, you're hopeful. 
You are. Absolutely. And, and, and again, I, I say that regardless of politics. Like I I want him to succeed. I want I want him to succeed. I don't want him to raise my taxes too much, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, want him to, I'm going to be honest, you know. Well, it'll be, you know, look, I mean, it'll be fascinating to see what they do and, you know, how much, I don't know, Joe seems pretty in the middle though. I mean, I think that kind of whole socialism, um, you know, that people thought they were going to get with Bernie and, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't Bernie, think... San- Bernie Sanders enough. First of all, his memes are fantastic. His the mittens he wore yesterday, sitting in the chair. They have him everywhere now on the beach with Chris Christie. I know. They have him at like. Well, he's sitting know, alone in that chair, in that fold out like, chair. They have pictures in like doing construction on like the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah, you know, like... Back in like the twenties or whatever. It's total Chris Christie beach moment memes. Uh, but like he was interviewed yesterday by Nora O'Donnell, and he's like, "I think Biden will be a progressive leader." Well, you lost. Like, first of all, to me, the question from her back should have been, well, America rejected progressiveness because you didn't win. Two, you know, you didn't win yeah. twice. <laughs> like, and, and by the way, the, the, the progressive House members that won two years ago, they, a lot of them lost. So, um, so well, let's see. Yeah, we, I feel like we do, from this election, we learned – yeah, America's not that progressive. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem like well, they listen, are I in some like, ways, but so, you know, you know. I, th- I think keeping, you know, figuring out a path to citizenship for the dreamers and th- sure. there's things that are on the right side. Sure. And those to me are on the right side of things. But whether it's taxes um, and some of the other stuff, the more fiscal uh, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see yeah. where he goes on those things. Um, okay. Anything else with politics? Any of the pardons surprise you? Obviously, you know, the big one that people kept talking about was Joe Exotic. Uh, he didn't get a pardon. He, he, he didn't pardon himself. He didn't pardon, pardon his family members. He didn't pardon Joe, uh, Joe Exotic, Tiger King. What about uh, Steve Bannon? I mean, do you think that's the ultimate fuck you to, you know, Trump reporters? I mean, Bannon, of course, you know, accused of stealing millions of dollars, living a lavish life from Trump supporters um, in, in this, you know, scheme. And then as an ultimate slap in the face, I mean. I mean, if you go back, most pardons historically have been for social justice reasons, somebody who served what was believed to have been an excessive amount of time in prison or, you know, some, some sort of, you know, unjust, uh, sentencing or, you know, they did something extraordinarily positive while serving or after they got out and they wanted to, you know, expunge from their record or that's not the right word. Uh, but, uh, it's Trump, though, right? I mean, you know, to me, people who yeah, I mean, people who defrauded, allegedly defrauded, millions of people, thinking they were voting for the wall or donating to the wall, and really it went somewhere else. I'm not sure those people should be pardoned, but I, I know. Well, no, it's just you know, again, it's it's. Uh, I think if we're going back to 2016 where people, lots of people came out and said, all right, give him a chance, give him a chance, you know? And then I think people did. And here we are at the end where, like you said, he's Trump has proved naysayers correct. And just kind of that ultimate, you know, for a lot of Trump support, for whatever reason, cult following, he, he, he just struck a chord with, 
Well, you know who said it best? And I, I don't know. Do you watch Bill Maher? Are you Bill Maher? I'm, I'm a huge I Bill do. Maher fan. Yeah. Okay, so this yeah. past Friday, I thought Bill Maher summed it up the best. And he said, what people really love about Trump is he hates both Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. And people could really kind of get riled up about that rallying, you know, that call to action because in some ways, right, politics, if you're playing by the rules, doesn't change. So well, and I've said this to you over the last four years, or we haven't done this four years, but last whatever, two, two years that we've done this, two and a half years. Uh, and, and that was my point to people, and I would get yelled at by people. Some of his overarching thought process, right, or take on certain things was actually correct, I think in a lot of ways, like why are we giving hundreds of millions of dollars to these countries for the UN and the UN stabs us in the back, or I'm not saying pull out of the world health organization, but you know what? They should be better. Or, you know, you know, some, some of those, you know, that the that inside Washington politics is right. set up to just be a power play and, you know, back scratching and not getting anything done and overspending. And like, so the, the, that was his original message or some of those things. And that resonated. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, and you know, as crazy as it sounds, he was 44,000 votes away from being reelected in four States, Nevada, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona could have went easily the other way. And he would have another four years, despite COVID, despite the rhetoric, despite obviously the capital would not have happened. But 44,000 votes between four states, 10,000 a state. And yeah. he's president again, like electorally. Right. So, um, yeah, it's so those 70 million people aren't just going away. And I also think it's very dangerous. And I don't see many people doing this as much as they did you know, three weeks ago or two weeks ago is painting every Trump voter or every person who doesn't vote for Biden or didn't vote for Biden as some sort of domestic terrorist or. Mm, I think that undercurrent, though, is still there. I mean, I I disagree with it, but I think I think there's a big movement. I think you got to be very careful doing that. And I get it's being done for political purposes too. some of that rhetoric. But um so we'll see. But uh, no, I mean, in, but in terms of everything else, um, you know, we'll see, you know. Um, all right. Let's switch gears and talk sports a little bit. Obviously, you yep. were tweeting a lot about NFL playoffs over the weekend, um, some other great games. Also, yeah. do you believe this BS about, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who's obviously an amazing quarterback, but now they're sort of saying, oh, he didn't really have a concussion, um, you know, kind of setting him up to be able to play this weekend when I think it was pretty obvious when he was stumbling over that he has a concussion. How do you so feel actually, about that? So I think it's true. So, so What? Yeah, watching the post game, somebody made the point. If you watch, if you watch the clip again over and over, his head doesn't really get hit. What it looked like, honestly, he was choked out. Like he almost literally had his helmet pulled so tight, and the way he went like sideways that he couldn't breathe and was dizzy. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I watched the clip three or four times. I never really see his head get touched. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a concussion or maybe he got whiplash or something, but... Um, oh, I no, think that's anyway, so I, bananas. I, I, maybe, maybe. I, listen, I think in a week, 
an AFC championship concussion or not, he's playing, right? Well, no <laughs> kidding. They're setting him up. Absolutely. He's, but uh, the games were, the games were great. I love, you know, Drew Brees retiring, you know, was, was, um, oh, is he officially retiring? Is yeah, that okay? Drew, Drew Brees is done. Um, and then, you know, him and Tom Brady sharing a moment on the field with Brees' kids and, and, and Brees' wife was very nice. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Brady versus Rodgers. And obviously, if Tampa wins, they get to play in the Super Bowl. They'll be the first team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium, which would be amazing. That would be unbelievable. That would be so, that would just be so Brady, right? <laughs> that dude is unbelievable. I mean, um, he's amazing. I was, tweeting a, I, I was tweeting a lot about the NFL officials and the review, the review procedures in the NFL. You, if you tried to set up a system that was bad, they couldn't have done a better job. Like it's, it just, none of it makes sense on the review side. You got a challenge turnovers are reviewed, but almost turnovers aren't reviewed. Touchdowns are reviewed, but if you almost score, it's not reviewed. You could review if a fumble went out of the end zone, but you can't review if the guy got clocked with a with a helmet to helmet to cause the fumble. Ugh, like stop. You're they over the reviews. They gotta figure that out. And then these officials, you know, I listen, it's a fast sport, big guys, a lot of lot of hitting and movement, and but they gotta be better. I mean, they're standing right in front of a, a, a receiver on an interception, you know, his foot was four feet out of bounds and they're like calling him in and then they got to review it because it was a turnover. But if it wasn't a turnover, then they would have had a challenge. Ah, I'm just done with it. The whole thing. makes no sense. Over the review. Well, it'll be another great football weekend. Any other sports that you're watching, following? Any- I, I just watch. So- I listen, I watch international soccer. Oh, that's I watch right. the premier league. It's the best. They've done the best job. The games are great. Um, they're, they're, it's their review systems called VAR. I, you know, listen, it's, it, it has, it gets some criticisms because it tries to be too precise in terms of like some of the offsides calls, but they get it done quick. And, you know, this is a game that has a running clock. Yeah. They add time at the end, but I don't know. Uh, what else going on? No, I mean, not much. I mean, I all think, is well. You know, now you seem to have a new facial hair uh, design here. Is this like you've shaved the beard? You just have a goatee, right? This is like new for yeah, you, I think. So right now, I got the goatee going. <laughs> um, I'm gonna let the sides fill in. Okay. Um, you know, because I think this makes you know it looks a little makes me look like I lost a few pounds, even though I didn't. <laughs> Have you ever thought about hair plugs like Garth Brooks, you know, ever, ever thought like, cause that was a big trending topic is clearly Garth Brooks has had some hair plugs done. If you ever thought about that would be great if you showed up to work one day with a full set of hair, you know, just like what happened to Pat Pellini? I guess I, I've, been, I've been shaving for 21 years. <laughs> I want to see you with a toupee. I mean, what a transition. You know what? <laughs> I, Sarah, you make fun, but I used to have enough hair to put in a ponytail when I was in high school. What happened? The stress of the job? I mean, what is going on? 
Yeah, natural causes, as they say. <laughs> natural causes. Um, okay, anything else happening? I mean, I feel like it'll be good. We'll be able to get back to talking about some pop culture. Although, I've got some guest suggestions for you. I think we should. Yeah, we got to get some guests. 2021, let's bring the let's bring the heat, Sarah. Let's bring the heat. Well, actually, I think there's one guest that you'd really. Do you ever remember Mark Kay, who used to be like, it was the Mark Kay morning show before the Kane show on 99.5? He's, he moved down to Jacksonville, Florida, and now he has a political show, complete right-wing political show. Wow. <laughs> this will be your next hire. Anyway, he's he makes oh. some fascinating points. Um, oh, so I'm like, oh, he could be really good. Uh, well, of course, and he thinks it's doomsday now that, that Biden has taken over. But uh, it could be interesting to hear him rant. It'll be good. So we could have you on the left, me in the middle, and him on the right. Oh, yeah, okay. You in the middle now. All right. <laughs> I, didn't, oh. I meant to send you this story, too, but I guess oh, I... Sorry. After two years, where would you really care? I mean... I'm middle right. Uh, no, I I think, yeah, you, well, look, we've, we definitely have both changed like a lot politically, I feel like in these two years, it's kind of crazy. It really did. I, listen, it's going to sound terrible when I say this, but I mean, I care about social issues and all that stuff, but you know, <laughs> I mean, listen, historically I have voted for fiscal reasons. And yeah. Then, you know, well, and, I don't and, blame you. I mean, it is insane, right? The amount of tax that we could potentially pay. It's crazy. You know, it, listen, at some point, it's like program after program after program. I mean, you know, listen, I think the fact that we're in all, back to seriousness for one second, I think the fact that we're in a pandemic, businesses are struggling, small businesses are struggling. You know, I, I saw Biden's 1.9 trillion, I believe is 1.9 trillion um, stimulus relief plan and, you know, raising the minimum wage to 15. Uh, I certainly think the minimum wage should go up. I'm not sure now's the time to go to 15 across the board, across the country. And, you know, we always got to remember something. And I've said this about federal taxes. There, there's cost of living wide. There's a wide array of cost of living variances across this country, mm-hmm. right? And when you pay, you know, whether it's 20% federal tax, 30% federal tax, obviously, you know, then throw in your state tax and your local tax and everything else. You know, the, um, a dollar doesn't go as far in Washington, New York, Chicago, L.A., San Fran, as it does in Texas, North Carolina, Florida, and so forth. Sure. And I, I, I've always advocated that there should be some sort of cost of living adjustment on your federal taxes, up or down. And I certainly think the minimum wage thing should apply that way. You know what? In D.C., New York, Chicago, if you work in a retail place, maybe you should get $15 an hour. But if you're in Florida or Texas or someplace else where the cost of it, maybe it should be 12 I just think we always got to be so, like, black or white in this country yeah, in it's, terms of policy. Maybe we should be a little bit more creative. There's so much gray area. It is true. It's it's true. So, anyway. Um, all right. Okay. Um, we've been on way too long. We- <laughs> <laughs> Cut it off. Cut it off. We're down, we're down to one person listening right now. <laughs> Joe DiCipio has stuck around. That's again. Well, actually, I think Peggy, his wife, listens to me more than he does. <laughs> okay. So, um, obviously, where can people follow you on Twitter? Patrick DM, Fox 5 DC. All right. We'll be back next week. It'll be uh, interesting. We'll be back next week. Okay. Thanks.